0: Traveling the world, searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, equestrians. It's time for the International Equine Report. This is Scott Miller, founder of the International Equine Network, coming to you today live from Delray Beach, Florida. Um, On today's program, we're going to talk about some good things here. Uh just kind of uh gonna be a casual chat. Uh if you want to call in, our number is 323 744 4831 And you can ask any questions and I'll answer them for you today. Today's your lucky day and it won't cost you a thing, but just a little time on the phone and I'll answer all your questions. Uh um, in and, and the horse business, um it's important to realize uh, the projects that you're taking on and when I say projects, I mean, like your, your training, your, your farm business, um, you know, everything that you do related to the, to the horse industry. And it it, it can kind of gr- jump up and grab you all at once. Uh, sometimes it, it can really just, uh, uh, get you down and you have to be really organized to get things done, you know, to, uh, make it a success in the business, whether you have one horse or, you know, you've got a 100 horses in a big farm and training all over the world that you have to do. And so we're going to start out, uh, and I label it on my sheet here is stable projects and how I have to do them. And one of the things that um, you need to start with are your daily needs. And in those daily needs, uh, you would include um, – and uh uh training um transportation uh employees uh there's just so many things that, that you have to do uh on a on a daily basis uh, and it's important that you get real um uh refined refine your daily needs um down to uh, an art uh you got to get your timing down because um uh, Horses are creatures of habit. If they're used to eating at 5.30 every morning, then they eat at 5.30. If you're 30 minutes late or 30 minutes early, it can get them out of sync. Um, They'll be calm and relaxed if you can hit that feed mark every day at 5.30 or whatever time you decide to feed because uh, horses are are creatures of habit. And so that kind of carries over into, into your employees into the barn. And uh, you know, if you have an employee come in at five o'clock every day, and expect him there, he gets into that habit, and you kind of get into a routine, and all the routines and everything that you have in your barn help help you be successful, and and, it, and it's very important that you stay right on that team on that routine and time schedule. Um, and so, on, in your daily needs, uh, you want to look at um, the time that you feed. Uh, The time that you clean the stalls, uh, the time that um, uh, you feed your morning breakfast, uh, the time that you train, uh, everything has to be. And and it's easy to just take a list and make down everything that you do in a day's time, uh, starting with uh, when the employees show up and then, you know, kind of give them a roadmap of what the day is going to look like and try to keep every day uh, the same, uh, you know, keeping that in that routine. And, um, and and the daily needs, um, it's very very important that you set aside time at some given time and point during the day to talk to your employees, uh, find out how they're doing, um, if they got any problems with the horses, or you know just kind of be their friend. Um, that's very important. You got to set aside a little time every day. You know, to talk to those employees and see what what they think and how they feel, because it helps you be a better trainer and a better manager uh, of what you're doing. You know, with them. And so, uh, the daily needs are kind of like the most important thing that you do, because that dictates the the way your your day goes, your week goes, and your month goes. And so, to sit down and everybody's going to be different, and just take a uh, pen and paper. And make it out a list, and you can do that at any time Just sit down and start from like we start here at five o'clock in the morning. you start at five o'clock and write down everything you do in a day's time and uh that that'll really help you and once you get the daily needs done, then you can go to the weekly needs and the weekly needs would um incorporate uh the blacksmith uh veterinarian uh, uh, services um the uh, ordering of feed deliveries uh, it, it, the weekly is a whole ne- a whole different animal altogether because you can be a little bit flexible on that. Um, the main thing is that uh, you make sure that you have uh, enough feed every week uh, you don't want to run out of feed, so uh, if you monitor your feed program and you see you're down to a day or two's worth of feed you know reorder and try to keep it on a consistent basis with your uh, feed dealer because I I found that it's really, really good to have the feed delivered on a regular schedule like, say, on Thursday, uh, for example. is a good day. You come in and you know that the feed will be here on Thursday, um, you know, and that's important. And, and, you know, I I just can't stress enough to get into routines because once you get into a routine – it's gonna make it a lot easier for you and for your staff and for your horses uh to um, be successful and, and those weekly needs are uh, are really interesting because uh you need to set aside some time um uh on those weekly needs to um, talk with your owners uh talk with your employees talk with your um your vendors uh talk with the transportation people that you have um that that's all in a weekly in, in a weekly schedule, and the reason I put it in a weekly schedule is because you might not be able to uh talk to your uh, transportation people on um you know like say at nine o'clock every tuesday uh you you can set it up, but uh a lot of times you know they have other things that uh, they're doing and or, or they might be uh, delayed on a trip or something, and you can't talk with them so that's why i incorporate that into the weekly needs of a barn because the weekly needs can be adjusted around uh, your schedule and the schedule of the people that you're dealing with. You have a little flexibility there with it. And that's really that's really an important, you know, thing to do are the weekly needs because that kind of dictates uh, uh, how your daily needs go, uh, uh, you know, that type of thing. If you have to run and go somewhere special or do something special, uh, you know, you can put that into your weekly needs and then kind of adjust from it. The main thing is, is you want your daily needs to go uh, on schedule and as uh, close to uh, your list as you can, because that that really affects your your whole whole week weekly schedule. And there's not much room in uh, uh, your daily needs for adjustment because uh, you're restricted to a time of, of a ten to twelve hour day. Uh, weekly needs, you got seven days to get everything you know squared away and taken care of. And then the monthly needs. the monthly needs is, is really the headache for the trainer or the owner um, uh, of the farm, uh, because you have to go down and go over all your financials, your bookkeeping, um, insurance. Uh, every month you have things, whether they're truck payments, car payments, uh, feed payments, uh, everything. Everything that you have to do monthly um, is something that, that you is very important. Is very important because that's usually directed more towards the financial uh, end of what what you're doing. And when you're planning on a monthly basis, uh, you can come in and say, okay, well, the 1st of April, uh, we're going to be racing horses in Kentucky, we're going to be showing horses in Kentucky, and we're going to be going to the sales in uh, in Texas. Um, So you can kind of plan out and see what you have and kind of go from there because it helps you Get the right staff members to be um, in the right places at the right time when you're not there, and the monthly the monthly one is the tough one because it's you you do the books and you do the insurance and uh, you um, try to figure out where you need to go and what you need to do and and it's it's tough on the trainer or the owner uh, because it's a lot of major decisions have to be made on a monthly basis and then you kind of like carry it over from there but then you go back and you hope that the daily needs, weekly needs and uh, monthly needs um you know all work out and, and at the end of the day you know you have a little success in your in your business. And then one of the things that I really strongly suggest and I have a hard time doing it because that lazy streak comes out in you and when that lazy streak comes out in you and uh, you know you know that I've got this one day a week that I set aside, uh, that I get beside myself and uh, and just figure it out. I, I do the I do uh, uh, that one day I do planning for the day, for the week, and for the month. Uh, it's it's really tough. Uh, you can catch up on uh, your phone calls uh, to owners and tra- and to um, the different venues like transportation, feed people. You just kind of have like a business day in the office. To where you can, um, you know, kind of catch up on these things and get up to uh, up to speed with everybody that's involved in your organization, and like I said, uh, that would include daily, weekly, and monthly, you know, uh, projects, uh, you know, that you have going on, and also it gives you a little bit of time to kind of think about, like, well, like in the racing end of it, uh, for us, yeah. the 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 tough part is, is that it, at some given time and point. Uh, when you get a horse into your stable, you, you find out if it, let's say he's a two-year-old in training on the farm, and so you you call the farm and you ask them uh, to give you the evaluation of your horse, uh, where he's at and he's training. What do they think? What's been done to him? Uh, when the shoes are being uh, need to be done? Uh, there's so many things that, that that you have to coordinate with the farm uh, to you know get the horse into the stable. And get him ready to race. And then you have to pre-plan all his races out for him, uh, for at least six months, uh, and to, uh, get him in the right direction. And you always have to make adjustments and things of that nature. But, um, that's one part of your uh, planning period that you would uh, use for that one day, day a week, uh, to catch up uh, with everybody that's involved in your organization. And I mean from, from the grooms and hot walkers all the way up to the owners and to the uh, uh, horse transportation, uh, to the feed companies. Uh, there's just so many things that you have to stay up on top of, you know, and stay up to date on um, that, it, that it's tough. And it's hard to do that um, that, that day of planning. And, and let me tell you, it usually takes the whole day. It usually takes the whole day to, to do that and uh, because <laughs> you just, you know so many things have to be decided and and and, and it's tough but so you know when you go back and look at your stable uh, you look at the first thing you do you got your daily needs then you have your weekly needs monthly needs and then that one day a week uh you use for um planning and 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 it's uh, it's really a good thing you know and once you get into a habit and that's the main thing is get into the habit because once you alter that schedule then then it alters everything else that you do uh in, in your organization. So you gotta be very, very careful. And that's why I say the one day a week usually for planning is pretty good. Uh and now for us in the thoroughbred business, it's usually um the Tuesday. It is a Tuesday is usually a good day or a Wednesday a good day for that daily planning. Um that puts you right in the middle of the week and uh, you normally race a, a lot on, you know, on the weekends. So, um, you know, that's that's good. Uh, me, I prefer Tuesdays. Uh, Tuesdays uh, kind of gets you time to get everything out and get it done and, and go from there. So uh, that, that's your one day a week for your planning. And then uh, after you get all that done and everything, you start to really focus on things. And one of the things that you like to do. Is get involved with your tax shop and your tax shop dealer. Now, as of today, uh, I'm going to be uh, going to Valley Vet Supply, and the reason I'm going to Val- Valley Vet Supply uh, is uh, there's many reasons. Uh, for when I first started in the business, they helped me out and did a lot of things for me, and they got me going, and, and it was really good. Um, they've got a great um, online uh, store there. Um, and, and you know one of the other things that 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 i, I do like um, and that that comes in your um, in your uh, planning needs for for the uh for the week um, they they have a nice catalog that they can send out to you and it's got pictures and prices and a little bit of information about each one of the products that they have uh, They even do prescriptions uh for you. Uh, there's just so many things they can do uh, that uh, uh, that is, is essential into your your planning uh, because uh, what I like about it is you can order something today and get it tomorrow, you know, or, or if you don't really need it tomorrow, then you know they they've got a good uh, delivery program and uh, they can have it to you in no time at all. Uh, they have um, they have ground service, they have uh, next day air, second day air. Uh, they also go to Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, they have a good information page in there on how to order. And they take Visa, Mastercard, Discover, and American Express, and that really helps. And what I like about it is when you're planning out your projects uh, and everything on your tax supplies, especially. Uh, what I what I do is I make a list of uh, things that uh, we'll need. Uh, for example. Um, You get some products in, and we'll take a product like uh, mineral ice uh, from Straight Arrow. Uh, What I like about it is you know that that mineral ice is going to last you approximately uh, 30 days, we'll say. And what I like to do uh, on the track or or at the farm is when you get the mineral ice in, the day that it comes in, you write on top of it, 30 days from that date. So we'll say if we get something on April the 1st, then you know you write on it April 30th and, and you know so you got 30 days there. And so what I like to do is back it up 2 days and put April 28th on it and knowing that it's going to last me 30 but on April 28th I need to order. And so when I go through uh, and look at supplies and things of that nature, there's a date on on there uh, on each product, and I know if I see it, and it's April twenty eighth, and I need know that I need to order on April twenty eighth, and knowing that that I've got at least two more days of that product, but at least it gives me a jump on, on things, and I don't have to run out, you know, of it. And so I go through the whole whole barn, whole thing, and, and you look at it, and, and and those are things that you have to do, uh you know, basically on a monthly basis. And if you do that, then you're not running out of products and that type of thing. And so that, that uh, really helps uh, is to um, do your ordering like that. And so I go through and I make a list of things that you need, like fly spray, mineral rice, uh, alcohol, poultice, uh, you, you name it. And what I try to do is see that um, and suggest that everybody comes out and you order like at one time. It's a big bite financially, you know, to order at one time, but then you can take advantage of, uh, of discount shipping for bulk uh, bulk shipping, and that's what I like. I don't like to get nickel and dimed every day because sometimes if you've got deliveries coming every day, you've got to take somebody out of what they're doing during that day, and you have to, um, you know, assign them to go over and check the delivery in. So I try to bulk shave as much as I can and that's why we put the dates on everything, uh, you know, so that, that we know what's coming up. in um, Valley Vet, they literally have everything uh, that you could want in there for your equine operation. Um, you name it, they've got it. And, and uh, you know, uh, one, one time I, I was sitting in there and uh, and I was looking at the catalog, just kind of coming through the valley vent, val- going back to the days of old. Um, you know, uh, it, it was really great. And I, I just thought it was so cool to have and be in a position to where I could start dealing with people like this. And so one of the things that uh, one of the salesmen told me, he says, um, Scott, he said, when, you, when people come into your office or, you know, come into your barn and everything. He said, it's nice to have a catalog, and so he gives me a Valley Vet catalog. And so that that kind of got me involved with Valley Vet, you know, from that point on, and it's kind of stuck with me over the years. And and then I got to thinking about it here about a year or so ago, about the Valley Vet catalog, how important that was to me. Um, You know, uh, you had everything right there at, at your hands. And, and then I got to thinking about it, and I said, well, you know, do I really need a catalog with the Internet and, and and everything that there is today? And I said, you know, I said, the Internet's good. You can order instantly and, and, and that type of thing. But then I got to thinking about the catalog. I got to thinking about the sales catalog. That's all online. I got to thinking about uh, the races uh, and condition books. That's all online. Everything is literally online. But... What I did miss in the office, and what I, what you miss, are having those periodicals, those magazines that are laying around the blood horse, uh, you know that that type of thing. Uh, you, you you miss seeing those when you go into a farm. And I remember growing up, uh, whenever I go into the, some of the farms, you'd always see the blood horse, or you'd see a Valley Vet magazine, or uh, you know you always saw some type of equine magazine, you know, lay in there. And there's some kind of, um, uh, medicinal purpose magazines for the horseman is you can kind of sit down and thumb through it and, and take a look or read and, and, you know, find out what's going on and what you could do online. But when you got the magazine in your hands, it's a little bit different story. You can kind of relax and, and go back, you know, an old school type thing as they say nowadays. And so that's what, uh, uh, you know, what I liked about the magazines, all the different magazines. But um, it's important that you have a company like uh, Valley Vet Supply um, involved with uh, your organization because you get into a routine. Um, you know what they have, uh, you know, and it's important that you order these things. And like I said, it goes back to uh, your list of daily needs, uh, uh, weekly needs, monthly needs. Um, You make your list up, and you know what you have to order monthly, weekly, and daily. And hopefully you don't have to order a lot of things daily, but, you know, that that option's there, and you can get next-day delivery. So that that would be included in your daily needs if you ran into a bind on something, uh, you know, to do something like that. And the great thing about, um, you know, dealing with a company like Valley Vet, if you're in California or New York or at your your home operation, uh, they can get it to you. And that's the greatest thing in the world, uh, you know, to know that you can have it uh, be sent to you and, you know, uh, you're, you're getting the same product that you get normally get at at the farm or, or at the track or, or at the shows and everything. So Valley Vet, uh, they're really a good company. And that's all important, and it gets into your routine uh, because you try to make life and the equestrian business as simple as possible. Uh, if it's if you can make it simple, then you're going to be successful. Uh, you don't want to overthink anything. You don't want to have to again. Oh, gee whiz, did I do this or did I get that? You know, and once you get into that routine, you're right there on top of it, and you know it's going to happen uh, on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly uh, basis. So that's all I got to say about the organization of um, of what you're doing in the equestrian business. Uh, so now. Uh, we go into the real difficult thing that, that we're having here. Um, the, the difficult problem that we're having is um, uh, pre-planning everything that you're doing. Uh, it's really tough uh, to do that um, because things change so much, and they get into a different, uh, whole different, uh, um, well, what, what do you say? Uh, uh, it's not a problem, but you get into a whole different thing. Um, when, when you start planning out for your shows and your racing. And it usually starts months in advance. So you got to take a look at uh, where you're going and how you're going with it. Uh, for example, like in the thoroughbreds and your racing, uh, one of the things that you have to do is get that crystal ball out. And once you get the crystal ball out, you got to say, okay, the whole idea of, like, say, thoroughbreds, for example, is taking your horse to the Kentucky Derby. So um, it takes a lot of pre-planning, prep races, uh, where do you start out, who's your, uh, you know, how how do you go. There's just so many things that you really have to do. And and the same thing with shows. Your eventual goal is the Olympics. And a lot of of the show horses come in, and and it takes years and years for them to uh, actually get uh, to a point to where uh, you can be at that competitive level to, you know, show in the Olympics. Uh, that, that, that's a tough one. So you're looking at years of planning. And, and once you get kind of a general idea of where you're going and how you're going to get there uh, with your horses, be it, no matter what breed you're in, then you have to have secondary plans. Um, if your horse doesn't work out, if your horse does not, um, um, you know, live up to the expectations that you have. Uh, those are the kind of things that um, you know you have to look at and have secondary plans, and and, and it's tough because uh, you know I'm telling you um, I, I've been doing this for a long time, and it doesn't always go the way you plan. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, you know it's tough and, uh, because a lot of dreams are shattered, and a lot of times when it doesn't go as planned and, and your horse runs bad or shows bad or gets injured or what have you, it, it makes it tough. It, it makes it tough on you because now you got to sit down and, and, and come to the realization that you're not at that level, but you got to be at the next level down, let's say. And the thing of it is, is when you're at that next level down, you still do and act and train as if you were at the top level. Just be the best you can be at that level and accept that That's what your horse can do and kind of go from there. But be the best you can be. Um, you know, there, there's a, uh, there's an old saying that, hey, you know, I, I, ran, I ran a horse um, here last week. He ran third, but I was he was the best third of the whole bunch, or he was the best second of the whole bunch. And, and so you just be the best and do the best you can do and so um you take off and you, and you go there but again it goes back to all the preparation and to all the all the training and all the daily and regular uh routines that you have and you got to be prepared for it you don't want anything to jump up and, and you know surprise you uh, that would be out of the ordinary so it's very very important uh that you know that you get these things set up and and what I like about um, the valley vet uh is I can be anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world, and we go back to the old Internet. You can order off the Internet and have it delivered right to where your horse is at, whether it's the farm, the showgrounds, or the racetrack. And so that really helps, you know, when you're organizing yourself to get things, uh, you know, going, um, that that type of thing. And and like I said, it, it transcends to all the things that you're doing in the horse business. Um, you know, from uh, your daily routines to everything that you do. And and like we've talked before on on the different uh, shows um, that we've had in the past, um, another thing that, uh, like the Valley Vet, is our our ship.com people that we work with. Uh, They can ship you groceries. They can do uh, uh, pharmacies. uh, They can do Office Depot. They can do anything and everything, and they can ship them to right where you're at. So you throw that into the mix, so that's another worry that, that's off your mind because basically you're just, a, you know, a phone call or a, a, an Internet page away from uh, getting whatever you need. And they'll deliver groceries to, uh, to the racetrack, uh, to the farm, to the showgrounds, to your hotel, uh, you know, the whole nine yards. And, and that's why uh, you see ship.com uh, at IEM. And then you talk about, like, kayak. Kayak can help you with uh, all your transportation needs, hotels, airlines, um, you know, rental cars. So, he, again, you're, you're looking at, um, you know, a phone call or uh, a click away on the Internet to having those those things uh, taken care of. Um, you know, we're looking at uh, weather.com. Uh, that's a click away to tell you about the weather that you're going uh, to be in to that day. And whether you're at the show, the racetrack, or the farm, or wherever you're traveling to, you can check on the weather. You're one click away, and so you know that that helps. That, that helps make your day easier. And what I try to do is I try to make things uh, very convenient uh, for you, to where you can sit down at a desk and literally uh, take care of all the things that you need to take care of, um, you know, from a desk. Uh, and that that really help helps you know when you can when you can do those kind of things. Uh, so that, you know, we look, look at that, um, and, and then same thing with like transportation, um, call your transporters and, and don't be a last minute person to call them at, at um, you know, at the last minute, uh, you always tell them, you know, like uh, Hey, you know, we're going to be, uh, going to Kentucky, uh, with four horses on April the 2nd. Um, you know, what do you have? And you do that a month in advance and same thing for the horse shows. Um, you know, or for the sales or or wherever you're going with your horses. Now, you set that up, try to set that up a month in advance uh, so that you can pre-plan it. And it it helps the shippers uh, put together loads uh, to get a full load, you know, to go wherever you're going. So so that helps. Uh, You know, then uh, you want to make sure that uh, uh, you have, uh, you know, all the ag regulations for every uh, state that you'll be traveling through. Uh, you have all the ag uh, information, uh, what you need uh, paper-wise, uh, all the things that you need. Uh, for example, like a health certificate and a Coggins that you need to when you travel with your horse. Uh, you need to make sure that you get with your veterinarian at least a week in advance and tell them, you know, hey, I'm going to Kentucky or I'm going to California or I'm going to Europe, and this this is what I need. So you start making this huge, huge list uh, of uh um, Feed dealers, uh, the tax shop uh, hotels, everything you make that list up, and you always have it with you so that you can refer to it you know in the time and need, and you can get right to it, not waste a lot of time, you have to search you know for all these different things and so now you know you're looking at a lot of things on that day of planning uh, that you set aside that you have to do, and fortunately, uh, for most horsemen, what I like about it is the fact that uh, once you get the list done, um, you know, it, it's really pretty easy after that. It's just a reference book, that you, the guide that you have, and, um, you know, you can go right to it and get everything that you need taken care of, taken care of. And it's very important, and it helps you mentally um, to think about things like that, um, to ease your mind knowing that uh, you can get it done. And, and nowadays with the Internet, uh, you know, you can pretty much take care of everything, uh, you know, that, that you're doing in the business and really don't have to leave or go anywhere. And, you know, or actually you really don't have to um, talk to anybody pretty much. You can do it all uh, pretty much online and everything. But, um, you know, the uh, other thing uh, that uh, uh, most people don't realize about this business is uh, it's very trying on you. It's very physical. Uh, you got to get on a regular schedule, uh, you know, for eating and for sleeping. And it's sometimes that's kind of tough to do because there's so many things that happen. And, and that's why that, uh, uh we started to, uh, working with Camping World and uh, they have a lot of RVs, uh, that will accommodate from the uh, one person all the way up to a family. And uh, you literally can uh, get an RV that's like a home on wheels. And it makes a big difference when you can do that. And I suggest the RV over the, over the hotel. And the reason that I do that is, is because, um, in a hotel, for example, like if I'm, if I'm shipping a horse and I've got to I leave a farm at 430 in the morning, I get up at 330 in the morning. And so, um, then you have to, um, get up and you take a shower, you get ready to go, um, you go check out, uh, it takes, it's, it's a 30, you know it's an hour long process you know to get that done but if you're in an rv it's like being at home uh you just get up you, you got everything there you get up and you go and you save the time you don't have to check out you don't have to go out to the parking lot to get your car you just uh your truck you just you know you're right there and it's just like being at home and, and that's there's a lot of uh um soothing um, feelings that you get when you, when you feel like you're leaving your house opposed to a hotel. Uh, you know, that type of thing. And also that, that, that's very important to, uh, to start thinking about things like that. Where are you going to stay at when you go to the races? Where are you going to stay at when you go to the shows or to the sales? Um, you know, that type of thing. And so that helps, helps, you know, with that. Um, then we have, um, you can cook your own meals. Uh, you can eat what you want. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, ordering, going through a drive through or anything like that. So that's really good. And that's why Camping World's on there is because it makes it more convenient, you know, for uh, us as a horseman, you know, to do these things. And so all the things that you see that we're doing and, and talking about here are things that actually make it convenient for you. The only inconvenience with our operation that we have is the initial uh, decision that you make on how you're going to set up your schedule. That's the only decision that you've got to make. Some people might not like Tuesdays; they might like Wednesdays or Thursday, uh, You know, to to do what they need to do. It, and it helps you um, in the business. And one 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 of the best things that it does for you it allows you to um, uh, it allows you to schedule social. Equine social events, uh, in your, in your week. And, and that's really important. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised, um, how many things can happen if you make yourself available to be at the, uh, at the showgrounds or the racetrack or, you know, at the sales or whatever equine event you're at. Uh, if you take a little time and go down and have a coffee and, and, um, you know, meet some of the people that are there doing meet and greet type thing. Um meet and greets are really um, a thing that helps a lot of horsemen, and they don't do it very much. Uh, I was really amazed at uh, that's how they don't do it. Uh, you know, uh, they, they just kind of go on about their way and get in their own little world and don't really get outside of their barn and everything. But um, we, we've got a tax shop here called Sunshine and Horses. Uh, Liz and Rick Shout run that. Uh, they're standard red people. They're good people. Um they, they literally have any and everything that you could want in their tax shop and they're dealing with a fairly limited space, but they, they've got it or they can have it to you by the next day. And how they got here to Sunshine Meadows was, uh, we had a meet and greet here and they came out one day and I got to talking to them and, uh, we actually put them in a dormitory room in our dormitories out here to start up the tax shop and, and they, they quickly outgrew that. And now they've got a big, nice trailer um, on the property. And you literally can pull up and you're 20 feet away from the door. So all of our uh, equestrians here at Sunshine Meadows are really lucky because uh, whenever they come in to the farm, they have to pass the shop. And whenever they leave, they have to pass the shop. So, again, it's all about convenience. And when you can give somebody, uh, you know, the access to tack and all the products that you need for your barn – and you're only twenty feet away from it. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to get in traffic. You know, you just literally uh, leave like you're leaving on a uh, on a regular basis, and just stop there at the tax shop, twenty feet away. You got what you need, and Rick and Liz, uh, you know, can um, help uh, help you with any problems you might have. And it's really a great thing to you know to have somebody like that around. So again, it goes back to what do we do? It's all about convenience. It's all about uh, keeping things simple. Uh, the simple, the more simple uh, you turn the, your business into, uh, uh, if it's simple, then you got it made. And I'm going to name a horse simple because that's how important it is to us in what we do here. But, see, those, those are the kind of things in the horse business that you have to start taking into consideration. And now, uh, like we're at this stage of point right now, we're talking about, uh, you know, schedules and, and calendars and that type of thing. And, and so now we've got the Kentucky Derby coming up in, uh, in about uh, five weeks. Uh, we've got uh, the Rolex coming up in four weeks, the three-day Rolex. Uh, we've got all the sales coming up. We've got a sales coming up here uh, uh, next week uh, at Gulfstream. Uh, we've got all kinds of things that are coming up. Uh, we've got the, um, uh, on Saturday night, uh, the, uh, the World, uh, the, the Winter Equestrian Festival will be changing hands. Uh, they're going over to a new company. Uh, that they, they They're going to have an announcement, and they're going to uh, talk about the name and the branding of the Winter Equestrian Festival, uh, what they're going to do, how they're going to do it. Uh, it's my understanding that uh, the new company, it's a Dutch company. Uh, they have bought all the lights for uh, the television, uh, for the tax shops. Uh, uh, they've done everything that they need to do to be involved with um, the Winter Equestrian Festival. And make it even better than it was, and it was really one of the premier uh places to be in the winter time uh for the show horse industry and uh, and, uh you know they were really good uh they were really good, but now they're going to get better, and they're going to make it more convenient for you and, and those are the kinds of things that um you know that we try to do here in in the in the horse business is you that's your biggest friend is how convenient can you make uh can you make uh You know your business for you make it simple make it easy so that you can get in and and do it smoothly and and one of the things i like about all the different things that we've just talked about is usually in your barn um, you might have somebody that can take over and help you with some of the responsibilities and for example you might have somebody in the barn that uh, really is familiar with um, ordering and, and you know uh uh, keeping up on top of things and and you can assign somebody to uh take care of the uh ordering for the barn uh you know for for the uh for you uh where they can go out and when they get low on grain you know they can do that for you you can make it simple and you know uh they can they can do that and and then all you have to do is just follow up on what your regular schedule is uh, you know and and that that helps a lot. So, you know, there's all kinds of things that, that you can do to make your life simple. But um, getting back to the planning for, like, um, uh, your horse schedule for, uh, for the year, uh, what I like to do is I like to take and go uh, the initial 30 days uh, for a horse that, that you get. You take 30 days, and you use that 30 days as an evaluation period of the horse. Uh, if he's a racehorse, show horse, it really doesn't matter. But you take that 30 days and you evaluate him and see where you're at, see how he's training, how he's eating, uh, does he get along good with the groom or she get along good with the groom? Uh, that's, those are the kind of things that you have to look at. And you try to match up your personnel with the horses, you know, so where, where it blends in real good and everything. So that's the first 30 days when you start planning your, your, uh, equine, uh, schedule. Uh, and then, then the next 60 days, uh, you kind of put their feet to the fire and, and you try to ma- let them progress um, every week. Uh, uh, you know, do a little more, a little more, a little more. So now you got ninety days into them and at the end of ninety days, uh you know what they can tolerate, you know how they are, you know, uh you know, you know their habits, uh, you know everything that they do. You you know, you know about them in ninety days. And then at the end of that ninety days one of the things that you need to do is to uh, sit down with your owners, uh, sit down with your staff, and you kind of decide, you know, uh, what kind of horse he is. And then once you do that, then you can really start refining, uh, you know, your, your schedule. Uh, you can start scheduling uh, on, that, on that horse's uh, schedule and then your schedule that uh, he's going to run, let's say, in 60 days at Cayman. Uh, and then you implement all the programs that we just talked about into one and you start concentrating on that horse going like say from Florida to Kingland. And know, uh, so that, that's what you do. So now you're you're about um you know you're about uh, 120 days into the into the horse and you're right on the on the right program. And same thing with your show horses. Um you start looking at uh, the different shows across the country. Um you do you want to travel a lot with him? Uh, like, say, from Florida to New York or to Kentucky or to California, uh, you know, that type of thing. And you kind of look at the shows and see where you can best, um, you know, uh, increase the value of your horse by going to different shows. Uh, sometimes, uh, for example, you might uh, uh, think about Kentucky, how nice it would be to go to Kentucky with them and show. But, you know, it, it could be a real tough, uh, tough go. Or at the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, or the New West in Wellington, or Parker, Colorado, or you know California. Um, you kind of pick and choose your spots where you can develop your horse into a, a, a really nice horse and put some value on them. So you got to look at all the places that you're going, and and uh, you know um, I, I'd hate to run into a bunch of real tough horses, no matter matter what discipline I'm in, and, and it, it's tough. I'd rather build my horse up to it to where they can be competitive to it, and not throw them to the wolves, and that that all becomes a part of your planning that you do. So now you can start to see all the things that we're talking about, how how tough and how rough it can get, uh, you know, with you as a um, uh, you know as a trainer or an owner, because that's a lot of planning you got to do, and uh, a lot of setbacks, and uh, you know, there's just so many things that you have to do. Uh, sure it's easier to stay at home and show or stay at home and race but you know without a doubt you're going to have to leave that leave that homestead eventually and, and go somewhere to do what you need to do you know with it and, and like now uh, a lot of these processes that we're talking about they're all going to start for some people coming up here soon and, and we're talking about uh, uh the thoroughbreds now for example and, and so they've got a lot of show horses that are getting ready to be sold but um here uh uh, next week on march the 30th um we have the uh facet dipton gulf stream sale selected two-year-olds in training and uh, that's going to be at the racetrack there at gulf uh the Intertax show will be monday march 28th 9 a.m is when they go to the track and they'll be breezing on the track and you can literally see uh, what they look like and then um on tuesday uh you can go around to the barns and see how they come out of it and Take a good look at them before the actual auction starts on Wednesday uh, at two p.m. So that that makes it nice to to be able to go do that, and then that's when all the planning and all your organization and see how good uh, you are at what you do. Um, you know, on, on your uh, on your list there that, that we just talked about, and uh, you know, you're looking at uh, two year olds uh, that are in training that are ready to run here and. You know, in a month or two, uh, you know, you're probably looking at, uh, you know, horses that'd be running in June, start June, July, that type of thing. Uh, Saratoga, you know, would be a, a good spot. Uh, uh you know, uh, there's all kinds of things that you can start looking at, state nominations and see how he is, but you put all of your, your sheet together and then you evaluate the horse and you go from there with it. And that, that's, uh, that's a tough thing. It's all about organization, my friends. It's all about organization. It's not what you know or who you know. It's how you do it. And that's why you've got to make up your own list. Now, your list would be completely different than mine. Um, mine, mine can. Uh, is, I'm always thinking. I'm always dreaming. As uh, a lot of my uh, fellow thoroughbred people have always said about me, I'm always dreaming and uh, thinking about, you know, the future. But it's that daily routine, weekly routine, monthly routine, to get you through, be prepared, uh, be prepared, make sure that you've got everything that you need um, around you to make your decisions a lot easier. And, and it's, it's tough because it's hard to sit down. Like, say, when these two-year-olds come out of the Gulfstream sale, you get a nice two-year-old out of there, and he's doing all the things that you ask him, and you, you don't know what kind of horse he's going to be because he really hasn't been put to the test yet, you know, as far as racing other than the fact that you're breezing the horse. Uh, you know, once every uh week or ten days, um, that you're getting him in the right direction. He he just you really don't know what you have until you get on to that uh to that first race, you know, or till you get to that first show. And then and then you know, you know, you know what you have. And, and like with the show horses, do you go to a small show or do you throw him right into the big shows, you know, where you got a hundred horses and you and you got a thousand people milling around and walking around it, it's just so much for a horse to take in that he's never seen before, um, you know, especially in the show horse industry, and, and and it makes it tough, you know, it can really get to their mind, and and that's what makes it tough. And same thing with the, with the um, uh, the race horses. Um, I'm involved with a horse that Todd Fletcher has. It's called Ironworks, and the first time out he comes out, he's in a nice field and um, he breaks from the pack, he wins by six lengths, piece of cake. You know, so we get all excited. You know, you start thinking, you know, then, like, gee whiz, you know, here this is a three-year-old, he's a mature three-year-old, solid. And so this is great. So uh, Todd uh, puts him in a mile race a few weeks later, about a month later, and next thing you know, he breaks out of the gate, um, comes out of the nine hole, gets dirt in his face, got other horses around him, and, um, he, he, he was, he ran good. You know, he ran good. Uh, he, he certainly wasn't going to be the winner, but all these things were different, you know, him. And the first race he ran in was six furlongs. And once he hits the six furlong mark, um, he was sitting there, he was ready to stop, you know, and then he said, Hey, wait a minute, I've got to go a mile in this race. So now he kicks back in and he runs third and, and he was closing and he, it was all new to him. And so, you know, Todd looked at maybe putting blinkers on him, or you know, making some equipment changes on him. And he said, "Well, he said maybe for race day, but you know, that's something we'll just see how he develops over the next thirty days." And so um, now, the um, uh, Todd said uh, he's going to send him up to Keeneland on uh, April the second, and uh, those, and that's uh, then he'll will be running seven days later on April the ninth at Keeneland. And so uh, that'll give him time to settle in and get adjusted to the weather and you know the new surroundings and everything. So you know we're looking for some great things for him, you know. And immediately, what do I think? I think well, you know, he did good his first time out. He didn't. He didn't do. He did. He did uh, good for his second time out by running third. But it was an education. And so we realized that we weren't disappointed, and we realized that. And so now. Uh, if he could pull off a nice victory at Cayman, uh then you're looking at a month later uh you're looking at uh, uh, you know uh, Derby week at Churchill Downs, maybe a nice little stakes race there for him uh you know to get in if he develops like uh, we hoped that he would develop uh that would be great uh getting getting that uh, fourth race under his belt, and then two weeks later you're looking at the Um because uh, we don't know if he can go. Uh, You know, a distance, a mile and an eighth might be his limit. Uh, We know that he's bred to go a mile. We know that, Uh, you know, so there's just so many things. It's uh, like baby steps, you know, that you take up. and uh, It's baby steps and then an evaluation and then kind of go from there. But it's all part of your planning. And every horse has to have its own game plan. Every farm, every stable, every discipline, you have to have your own game plan. And and I can't come in and say, Well, this is the way you could you should do it. I come in and I say this is the way I do it. You know, you have to have your own uh, you know, game plan. And that really helps because then you're then again it goes back to you're comfortable because it's something that you did and you developed and that you control. You know, don't go don't go by what everybody else does. You know, you can't do that. And that's like Woody Stevens won five Belmont uh, stake races in a row. And a reporter asked him, said, Woody, he said, how did you win five in a row? He said, man, he said, if I knew it, he said, I'd write a book. He said, sell a million copies. And he said, everybody would be winning. He said, you just don't know. Every horse is different. Every discipline is different. Everybody's different. you got to do what works for you. And the only person that can do that is yourself. You know, so that's what we look at. So, um, you know, those are just the kind of things that uh, we kind of look at. Uh, uh, you know what we're doing uh, in the business, and then one of the things that um, that I'm always uh, thinking about is time. I always worry about time. Um, there's some things that I'll be doing, and and I'll be thinking about something, uh, you know, or or doing something and. It's kind of far-fetched. And I, I looked and I said, boy, that's a waste of time. I'll never get that back, you know. And uh, so you, you kind of think about things like that and, and everything. So um, speaking of time, we're coming into the Derby. Uh, we've got coming up the Louisiana Derby on the 26th. We have the UAE Derby on the 26th. Then we have uh, the Sunland Derby um, on the 27th. Uh, we had the Cardinal Condition Stakes on March 31st. And then uh, April 2nd is our kind of our last big run for the Derby. We've got the Florida Derby, the Arkansas Derby, and the Jeff Ruby Stakes that will be coming up. And then we, on the 9th, we have the Wood Memorial. On the 9th, we have the Bluegrass Stakes. Then the ninth the Santa Anita Derby. And then the 16th is the last race, and that's uh, the Lexington uh, at Keeneland. So um, all the points are, you know, everybody's going to be trying to grab the points in the next two weeks to get in that top 20 qualifiers from the Kentucky Derby. And we know now that Bob Baffert is not gonna be uh, in this year's Derby or next year's Derby. Um, He lost his court case, and uh, he will be um, barred from racing and participation in any thoroughbred uh, activity for the next two years. Uh, He's already been barred from that, and um, the the horses have to be dispersed and given to other owners. And he's going to be losing all his stall spaces to wherever he has been racing at, and everything. It's kind of a harsh punishment punishment and when I say harsh, uh, I don't mean it and in, in that uh, you know it's um you know a bad thing. It's a good thing because right now in the thoroughbred business, uh, the show horse business and the standard bread business, business, um, the organizations that uh, that govern our our associations uh, and regulate us. Uh, they're laying down the law and saying you're not going to do this. And we don't care how much money you have. We don't care who you are, whether you're a small guy or a big guy, uh, you're done. And you you will follow the rules, and, and I think it's set a good example of what's to come. And, and the betting public and, and the show horse and, and the general public and, and as a whole knows that when they go to see an, an equine event now, it's going to be top quality and it's going to be exactly what, you know, we intended it to do, you know, to, to be. And so that's all i got to say on that. You know, what's done is done. And same thing with the um, PEDs and the standard bread uh, business. Uh, what's done is done there, and the chips are falling uh, where they fall. And um, it's, it's really good for us. It's really good for us. Um, speaking of time, I ran across this thing the other day, and it's from D. Wayne Lucas. Uh, D. Wayne's been around a long time. He's won uh, uh, a multitude of derbies and big stake races and kind of set the pace for most of the people back in the day. And, and still to this day, he's got a nice horse coming in for um, the Kentucky Derby that he could win again. And he's got the uh, Kentucky Oaks filly uh, that he could win again. And, and it's really uh, uh, great to see Wayne. He's still there. He still has that derby dream. And... um uh, you, you know, uh, you know, you can. I, I've been in, in several derbies and over my my career, and uh, I, I tell you, the, the thing that really gets you is the first time it's great, the second time it's great, the third time it's even better, and it's just like you've never been there before because it's always something different with the derby. Something about the the uh, historical aspect of what you're doing, and, and that includes shows and Santa breads and everything uh you know you kind of look at it but um uh, D. Wayne had had written this little poem it's called out of time it says i woke up today with a troubled and uneasy mind only to realize in this world a uh, wonderful life i was running out of time am i a poet with a verse that would not rhyme or a simple dancer a step and a half behind i thought all of the all the ups and downs and a life so very real and strong, knowing God has blessed me in every way as I struggle and work uh, to move along. So to, so today, I will love each and every one as if they were truly mine, and as I realize and, and know I'm running out of time. So it just goes to show you that, uh, you know, whenever you're here, and I wrote I I, I back and told Wayne, and I said, he, he gave me a lot of memories over the years and everything. And I said, you know, memories are something time can't change. Time does not change memories. You always have those. And so when I, I'm talking about uh, anything that you do in life, uh, you know, memories are it. And, and, and especially in the horse business, I've talked more about the memories that I've had with the people that I've worked with and the places I've been and the things I've done than the actual races that we won. That's what I do. I talk about how we got there, the people, the places, the horses, how we got there. That's what I talk about. Time, God in time gave me that. And so I made great memories. I made great memories. And time will never change memories that will always be there. And so just remember, when you're in the horse business or life is in life in general, how valuable that time is. Make a memory. Change somebody's life. Talk about it down the road in the future. Set up on the porch in the rocking chair and talk about the memories. Because you have time for do, to do that until there is no more time left in your clock. And so that's what we're trying to do here at uh at the uh International Equine Networks, create memories, uh do things and whether you're successful, hey, I talked about a lot of failures more than I did some of my successes. <laughs> you know, but it's that memory that that you do. But uh just remember start planning out your summer here. Um all the shows, big shows are starting up here this month. Uh all the big races are starting up here. Start planning those vacations, get in your camping world camper and and uh, get on um, our MapQuest on there and, and go see a horse event. Uh, Google it, equine events in your area. So that looks like it's about it for us today uh, here. It's been a, kind of a different day for us here. We're kind of uh, getting ready to start uh, ramping things up in uh, in April, and, and I've got my schedule all down, and and uh, no more uh, lollygagging, no more sitting behind, uh Medically, I'm in great shape, um, you know, so I can do a lot more things than I than I couldn't in the last year. So we're back on that schedule, and we look forward to hearing from you next week uh, and talking with you out in the showgrounds and out in the racetracks. And, uh, uh, stay tuned next week to our final uh, prep for the Derby, uh, for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, tune in next time on BBS at 1 o'clock Thursday afternoons. This is Scott Miller from the International Equine Report.